Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is Mara. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. And thank you for joining me today or whatever day you may happen to listen to this particular episode. I am always aware after I look at my switchboard and dashboard that a decision to step in and do a program was the right decision because there is always at least one other person who listened to the program and, in fact, many other people who do. And I think it's together by listening to programs that are uplifting for each of us that we can begin to develop a way of thinking in love, starting with love of ourselves. I haven't been here for a while, and the sink of doing the program that I did for so long every Sunday is a little bit out of me. I recalled as I opened up my dashboard today that I began doing these programs back in 2007 when I had broken my hip. So I will always know when I broke my hip because I will have these programs as the reminder that I began talking to other people about how much God loves them just as they are. Talking to other people about the fact that they are never alone, but are always all one with God, because God is always there. It's amazing. I just thought, you know, if we could truly believe that God is always with us, walking beside us, holding our hand, Would we act the way we do sometimes? I'm not talking about judgmental kind of moral, uh, you know, should I kiss someone in public kind of stuff or do whatever else you choose to do in public. I'm talking about loving one another. Showing people that we care about them. As Don Miguel Reese uh, reminds us, being impeccable with our words. Evaluating our thoughts rather than spitting them out. Well, I can assure you that God is always there with us. And I can also assure you that when we aren't careful with our words, our thoughts, our deeds, that God doesn't love us less. All those are our opportunities for us to step up our game a bit. For us to try harder the next time. And God will be with us no matter how many times we try, no matter what behavior we engage in, and no matter how mad we are at God. Each and every one of us is a valuable tool in the life that is occurring here on this planet. And each and every one of us have a contribution. We probably have many Many, many contributions. I'm pleased to be back here today. I'm back because I have a friend who's ill. And I wanted to talk with him and everyone else about joining our breath with God's breath. It's not something that has to be planned. So you don't have to decide to come and listen to this show. You don't have to go uh, to church You don't have to do anything but just say, wow, I've got time for three deep breaths. Let's talk to God for a minute. 
And that's all we're going to do today is meditate. Now, I know I have the show set up to last an hour, but I'm not going to tell you we're going to do an entire hour of meditating. We may, because sometimes that happens. Things come into mind that need to be talked about and are talked about. But today we're going to talk about joining our breath with God's breath. And how do we go about doing that? And I'm going to start with just a simple little exercise that I have done so many times in these programs. In fact, it's probably one of the sync things that I do do is getting us all ready to sit down together and breathe together and unite our breath in celebration of love that is within us. If you've forgotten where you stored the love because it's been a tough week, then join us. And let us all remember and remind each other. If you've engaged in behavior that causes you to think that you are not lovable, then let's change that. Let's engage in conduct here today together in support of each other to remind each of us that we are lovable and are loved. If you haven't met some standards that you've been told you need to meet in order for God to love you, let's use today to set those standards aside. Let's instead bring God into our rooms, into our cars, into wherever we are that you're listening to this. I say cars. I I know most of you aren't listening to cars right now. But if you're listening to this as a podcast, you are, potentially. Or if you're listening to this um, as a download later away from today's program, you might be. Or you might be today. So let's start with the idea that it doesn't take long. You don't have to set aside a lot of time to unite your breath with God's breath. And we're going to work after I give you this little example of how to do it. We're going to begin... um, the process of, let me put this cell phone under this couch because it just leaped me in and I got distracted and I apologize. And there we go. Right back on course. We live in an overstimulating world. We can't go out to dinner and just talk with friends. We go out to dinner and we text other people while we're talking with friends or we read emails or we look at texts that we get. We find very little time that is downtime. And so today, for as much time as it takes, I encourage you to put your cell phones away, to find a place in your space, that you would like to fill up with just beautiful, loving energy, a place that you can go back to again and again and again if you want. You probably don't have any incense, so spray a little perfume or Febreze or something to enhance the fragrance of that place. Create a special spot and now sit down. And if you cannot sit down because you're laying down, then lay down. 
And if you fall asleep during the process of this program, that's okay. It's all okay because God loves you just the way you are. You are valuable in the scheme of things. And as I said a few minutes ago, more than once, it doesn't take a lot of time to reunite with God. What it takes is a decision to do it. It's simply a decision to do it. Before I exit my house in the morning, I have this gong, and I stand there, and I breathe in, and I breathe in through the soles of my feet. And the reason I do that is because that encourages a longer breath. Now, a lot of people, when they're meditating, they don't think about meditation like being like singing, like a song that's coming out of your lips. They think of it as though you're supposed to take one long, deep breath, and you're supposed to hold on to it forever, all the way through all the chakras, all the way through, and then now suddenly when you're at the crown chakra, when you're starving for breath and all you can think about is, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I'm not going to make it, then you can breathe out. It's not needed. Do meditation as though you are singing a song and sip in air slowly, pulling it up the front of your calves, the front of your thighs, crossing around to your buttocks, up to your tailbone, and now release the fear that you have within you back into the earth from whence it came. And pull that fearless breath up, pulling it up, and pull it into the sacral chakra, that area where we have creativity, the sexual zone, the area of creation of life, And as you're there in that chakra, with fearless energy, release the creativity within you. Believe that you are a creator, that you are a child of God, and that you have the ability to heal yourself, and you have the ability to love others as though they are yourself. So you have the ability to love creatively to heal. Now bring your fearless creative energy up and now you're going to come into the zone of healing, the solar plexus. The area where healing within you can begin and can continue always. Imagine that zone as yellow energy and imagine that zone coursing through your body now as yellow energy floods your body, and you are enough. You are enough to heal and be healed. Pull your fearless, creative, healing energy up to your heart. Square your shoulders. Most of us keep our shoulders forward. Push them back. Open your heart to the love of all that is and release release a pillar of love just a pillar of love into the universe. And as each of us who are listening now and in the future do that, we become surrounded by this beautiful, translucent light of all that is. 
continuing to breathe, pull your fearless, creative, healing, loving energy up to your throat chakra. You know, we hear about wars all the time, and we hear about weaponry and advanced weaponry, and personally, I don't think that any of the weaponry matches the power of words. A word that can take 10 seconds to say and zero seconds to contemplate before saying it can live on through an entire relationship for all times. It will go out into the universe and you will nurture it in your mind and in your heart, building up walls and resentments and angers or tearing down walls and resentments and angers. But words can be weapons. And so as you're here today with your fearless, creative, healing, loving energy infusing your throat chakra, Infuse it with love. Forgive yourself for words you have used that have harmed others and forgive others for the words they have used that have harmed you. And we'll do a little exercise in that regard in in a while. But right now, just think of your throat chakra as the zone of forgiveness. Now, pull your creative excuse me, your fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving energy up to your third eye. That space between your eyes and your forehead. The zone of manifestation. And imagine the you that you inspire to be always. And imagine your being that loving, creative, healing person today. And now, pull your fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, manifesting breath up and open your crown chakra as though it's a baseball cap and allow that breath to exit your body and join with the breath of God. of God infusing you, making you light, and now breathe out, I am enough.
more breath. Pulling it up. Invigorating your spine. Pulling it up. Fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, divinely inspired breath. And breathing out, I am one with God. I'm going to let you do that alone for three minutes and 40 seconds to the song, Be Still Thy Soul by Anil. The beauty of that song is it came about during the time of the firing of the grid, which occurs regularly, but it's a time several years ago where at the same time of day around the world, everyone stopped and they meditated to fire the grid of love. And I remember it so distinctly because my young grandson got up at four in the morning and he and I joined with others to open our hearts, open the signals, open the grid of love for all mankind. It's three minutes and 40 seconds. You don't need an hour in church. You don't need an hour radio program. You don't need an hour at all to join your breath with God's breath. And now let us join our breaths with God's and let us be silent in the process, listening to Annihil's Be Still Thy Soul.
You may not realize you are a source of light. You may not see the light inside of you because you are so full of self-judgment and condemnation, but you are a source of light. That potential exists in each and every one of us. And now let us work together. We're going to pray together, meditate together, whatever word makes you feel comfortable and happy. We're going to do it together in the name of the light, in the name of health, in the name of our unique value, each of us, to God. We are all part of God. There's a beautiful story that they tell when you study the Kabbalah about how at one point God was alone and God was God. Alone. Cohesive unit. And everything was perfect. And there was no excitement. There was no dimension. There was nothing but perfection. And it was pretty boring. So God decided to kind of shake it up a bit. And he broke himself into a million, trillion, quadzillion, however many pieces. And then he decided to kind of add a little test to it. And the test is that he wouldn't remind the pieces who they were. And they would journey together to reunite as the vase. And that is the journey that each of us share together. Our journey to connection, our journey to recognizing that we are all a part of the same body. It's amazing how when you can think of yourself as part of the unit, part of the vase, you don't judge so much. Do you think that may be why just about every religious leader there is, Jesus, Mohammed, said, judge not, lest ye be judged? Now, we took the lest ye be judged and and put that into some sort of condemning, not caring God who's going to cast us away because we haven't met standards. We're talking about judgment here. Why would God inspire us to meet a standard that he himself or she herself does not live? Judge not. Starting first with yourself. Deliberately been placed into a chaotic environment in order for you to grow in the recognition that you are a part of God, that you are a child of God. You have been given challenges that are frustrating and aggravating, and you want to scream, why me? Why is this happening to me? And it is happening to you to enable you to remember your unique value to God and that you are enough, and no matter how it works out, you will be with God. Never alone, never without, always with God, always. If we could learn to see God sitting in the corner, we would know such peace and security. 
But there are times when we forget. And when we forget, it's a good idea to remember where you placed him. And you will remember that. You will come to remember that when you begin to allow yourself to feel the infused sense of peace and love that comes from taking a few minutes out of your time to be with God. Three minutes and 40 seconds is all that was a moment ago. Breathing in, breathing out. And as we are in that pattern, let us breathe in and breathe out and begin to magnify the love that is within us and create a communal, common circle of love here. We're going to leave space for people to join later. We're going to leave space for people who have to get up and go about doing some human urgent matter. We're going to leave a spot for them to come back. And we're all going to breathe together, as I described a moment ago, pulling the breath in through the soles of your feet, crossing your buttocks and beginning to line up your divining rod. And as you bring your fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, manifesting, divinely inspired breath through your body, I want you to reach out your dominant hand and take the hand of God as you know God to be. Now, for some of you, that may not feel so nice. So I'm going to give you a chance to have a counter side, too. And when you complete your next breath, I want you to put out your non-dominant hand and take the hand of God as a fellow listener knows him or her to be. Feel the energy of God in your hand. Allow your hand to relax and trust that you are safe and you are protected, even though you may be in a time of turmoil and fear. Know that you are not going through this time alone. Feel the energy of God warm your hand palm of my hand gets so warm. I can feel it heating up. I can feel it, the energy moving from the palm of my hand up my arm to my elbow, up my, I'm not good with the body parts, but up the rest of my arm to my shoulder across to my shoulders with little tendricles reaching down to let me know that I am a valuable part of all that is. As the primary energy moves across to my shoulder and down my other arm, and I'm feeling the energy of someone's God beside me. And here we are sitting, God, human, God, human, God, human in an energy of divine inspiration, a circle of love. And let us, as we're sitting here together, feel the presence of God with us, moving to the right. Allow our energy to flow out of our arm 
into God's hand and our energy begins merging with the energy of God, moving around this circle, this circle that is encased in a beautiful, beautiful incandescent light of love. And as we're sitting here, feel the circle grow as it begins going around the world. As people in Singapore and in London and in Africa and in Russia and in China, Paris, begin listening in and joining the circle for the refreshing reminder that we are loved by God and there is no turmoil that we are experiencing that God is not there to help us with if we would just remember to breathe and now let us all begin breathing together once again you don't have to hold your breath you can sip in breath pulling the breath in expanding your lungs and thinking I am loved And knowing you are loved because you are on either side holding the hand of God. You are surrounded in a circle of love that goes for a distance and expands beyond anything that we can imagine. And you are not alone. There is no more solitary experience that one can have than to be ill. And so I want us, as we're sitting here in the circle of love today, to envision in our minds those that we know are in poor health at this time. And let us pull them into our circle. Breathe in the glorious, clear energy of God and infuse that into our friends. Let's see our friends sitting in our circle, surrounded by the healing light of love. Breathing in together. Paramahasa Yogananda, in where there is light, Everything the Lord has created is to try us, to bring out the buried soul immortality within us. That is the adventure of life, the one purpose of life. And everyone's adventure is different and unique. You should be prepared to deal with all problems of health mind and soul by common sense methods and faith in God, knowing that in life or death, your soul remains unchanged. Knowing that in life or in death, your soul remains unchanged. As our friends join the circle, it is now multiplying. And I want to invite you to expand your thinking, to let go of your judgments about how someone has treated you in the past, about how you have treated someone in the past, 
And now let us bring into the circle those people who are our enemies. Jesus said, love first your enemies. It's so easy to love your friends, isn't it? Let's bring our enemies who are ill into this circle. The circle of love with its infusing yellow light. Let us surround them with the yellow light and the reminder that they are loved by God. They are not alone. They are loved by God. The circle is becoming huge. Expanding beyond our presence. It's expanding beyond all we know. As people join, bringing with them God as they understand God to be. And embracing beside them God as another understands God to be. And as the circle moves and grows, begin to feel yourself pulled to the right and to the left as it's expanding because we're touching. We're touching each other, something that is sorely missing in our society. We tend to just kind of wave as we go by. We smile. I try very hard to remember to shake people's hands, but some days I don't. I don't remember. And and then I'll think, oh, I should have shook hands. And yet you feel like in today's world, because we may join the circle as a sick person, because there's so much illness. So why don't we work our minds now together, collectively? And let's open our thinking so that it becomes okay to touch again. So that we begin ridding our society with our minds of the illnesses that are plaguing us. That we are part of God. We can together help all things. When we rem- from illness, when we remove the judgment idea from the people being ill. So Joe is too is sick because he works too hard. And Mary, well, you know who she runs around with. And Josephine, well, you know her mom doesn't wash her face and hands. Do you see the judgment that surrounds us? Let's cleanse our minds in this moment together of judgment. Breathe in. We are in. Let's feel the enriching energy of God holding our hand beside us and reminding us that we are valuable. We are enough. There's no need for us to judge others because there is enough. Letting go of the judgment within you. And the hardest, most deep-seated judgment many times is the judgment of yourself. Because you've made decisions that people who want to tell you who you should be have told you are not right. Only you know the right decisions for yourself. Only you know if opening that door is fulfilling for you, will give you life lessons, will enable you to recognize who you are, the the jagged edge of the piece of the vase, 
Only you can see in the end the giant, giant jigsaw puzzle and the place where you are not put means the puzzle is not complete. The puzzle needs all the parts. It needs all the pieces of sky, the unique pieces of the face, the grass, the mountains, the water. The puzzle is not complete if all of the parts were not created. You have an opportunity. Recognize the wonder of you. To stop judging yourself as less than. And Lord knows we all do, and I'm probably the queen of self-judgment. But the reality is we need to let go of trying to be perfect and instead accept that we are a jagged piece of a vase. That when it is placed in the right spot, fits in perfectly with the whole vase. But right now, in this place, in this time, we are not the whole vase. We are going to encounter illness. We are going to make bad decisions. We are going to encounter struggle. And we do not have to survive those experiences alone. Because the essence of all that we are is with us always. Now, I used to get telephone calls, and on occasion there would be people who would call in, and they they would feel so judgmental of themselves. And here's the fact of the matter. I may have made bad decisions every day, but if I am in a new moment... I have a chance to change that. The Dalai Lama reminds us that we write the scripts of our life. Buddhism itself teaches us that each moment is new. The past is done. What we have is now. So no matter how you have judged yourself or others have judged you in the past, you are now a beautiful new person who can take what you learned and pull it forward, pull it into this moment and be love. Could you imagine the world if we all could be kind to one another? Not likely to happen. Because as human beings, we react and feed off of each other. And so if someone says, you know, something to you that causes you to feel less than, then you may say something back to them to cause them to feel less than. Begin, as you're sitting here in this period of peace, holding hands with God, remember, you don't have to do that. You are enough. You are perfect in God's eyes. Right now, who you are. 
no one can interfere with how God sees you. And so much of the illness that we encounter in life is a product of stress and self-judgment. Our having determined that we're not enough, we're not worthwhile, we're not valuable, who would want us, why would anyone care anyway, the world would be better off if we weren't here. The list probably goes on and on. It's not an inspired list. My friends, you carry within you the power to heal yourself of all of that negative thinking. You carry within yourself the power, the energy, the strength to spend a few minutes every day with God. And if you do that, you're parked in the car on the freeway in L.A. I can remember growing up, We would sit there for hours. What a perfect time to send some prayers to others. You see that person over there with the kids popping in the car. Oh, I I send that person prayers for a kind day. You're angry at someone and you're sitting there thinking about it. Instead of nurturing your anger, nurture their well-being. Send to them joy peace, happiness, all the things that you want in life for yourself. Release the negativity. The Dalai Lama says, if our instinct was truly to kill each other, we would all be dead long ago. So I always hear what I suggest is not possible from people I would like to suggest, why don't we give it a chance? All we are saying is give love a chance. Give love a chance. Give our highest selves a chance. I get into heated debate at times with people. It's hard to imagine anyone would debate such topics, huh? But I get into heated debate at times with people who say, it's not possible. I'm an idealist. And I certainly don't model it all the time, so I know it's not perfect. But my goodness, folks, if we all try... If we all try caring about ourselves, believing we are valuable, believing we are important, and then from that caring, show the same caring to others, showing respect for them, being honest. I'm not talking about giving people, oh, you look so wonderful when you don't believe it. I'm talking about looking for why they do look wonderful. I'm talking about trying to enhance and uplift people. If we can do that, that would lift that layer of stress that is surrounding each of us as we're struggling to be not who we are, but who we think other people expect and want us to be. And that stress clogs us. It clogs our systems. It absorbs our times and leaves us with a sense that we don't even have three minutes to spend with God. Three minutes. 
that we don't have time when we're stopped in the traffic jam to do anything other than text message, telephone, that we can't look around us and send good wishes to people. That we can't, when we're angry, instead of spending all of the hours that it takes to fuel an anger, don't have time to say, I send this person everything I want in life and more. We don't have time to direct our minds to the positive because we are so consumed with dealing with the past negatives. And in that process, we are building illness, dis-ease, D-I-S-E-A-S-E, within ourselves. There's no magic healing moment that can come from anyone other than from yourself. I've been in the audience. My grandpa was a healer, although he didn't travel around, so I'm not going to act like I'm an expert on my grandpa because he was an old guy when I was a little kid, and uh, I don't have a whole lot of memories except that the memory and the belief in that word the people who came to him. And he always said to me, I'm not, it is not me who does anything. It is their belief that God will do something. And so the person who touched Jesus' cloak wasn't healed because of Jesus. He was healed because he believed that God could heal him. Belief. It's not elevating human beings to a status above that of being a jagged shard of a vase. But it's believing that there is a powerful enough unity that people can be healed. And that healing comes from within them, their belief, their value. When I was a little kid, I would go to this church where people would walk up and and they would fall all over the floor. And what was interesting to me was I know they didn't fall on the floor because the minister pushed them there. I could see their bodies tensing and them putting themselves on the floor. There was an ecstasy and a fear in that moment. But they were healing themselves. Jesus told us that the least among us had everything he had. Mohammed encouraged people to believe in the love of each other and the value of love. And that brings me back full circle to something I said when I was over there gonging. I got a little carried away with the gong there today, but I said, words are weapons. And those words are not just the words that people are saying to us, but the words that are rushing through our minds at any given moment. 
And Don Miguel Reese says, be impeccable with your word. There is actually a passage in James that says, in the beginning, or maybe it was John, excuse me, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. Think about that, folks. The words that you allow to occupy your mind, the words that you allow to come out of your mouth, Those words are all God. Are those words uplifting? If not, as you're sitting here in this circle, surrounded by God, I want you to imagine how you would feel and who you would be if you let go of the negative words. If you spent your time trying to capsulize the positive energy of love. That you let go of what you did wrong and embrace what you did right. That you breathe in and you feel your heart expand with love. And then when you speak, when you act, when you do, you are that love. That will go a long way toward lifting the disease around us. And I dare to suggest that is possible only if we take some time and spend some time with God. And I suggest to you that if you come back to this place that you've created where you've sat today, you will feel an impeccable, a giant positive rush of energy if you allow yourself. Because you have created positive, loving place for you. We have about six minutes left here, and I'm going to play for you some music so that you can spend some time just with your own thoughts, not with the drone of me talking on. And... In that, in the doing of that, I should have picked this music out earlier, so now I'm trying to see what else is on here. Um, I'm going to play for you Kobiaka's Pathless Journey. It goes on longer than the time we have left. Actually, I'll change. I'll do Coyote's Nest. Until the next time. May love enfold you. Know you are valuable. Know you are blessed. And above all else, know you are loved.
particular piece is designed to envelop you in its continuity of peace. Find your peace and know it. Until next time, I send you peace and love. I invite you to begin healing yourself by taking a few minutes every day to join your breath with God. You are each uniquely created. You are each divinely inspired. And together, 